anybody who wants to start an anarchistic cult with me, um, you're happy to join me. Uh, oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> I did not expect that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that is not because I... I <laughs> Machiavelli he was a diplomat, Machiavelli's politics granddad, Machiavelli from Italy came, with Machiavelli things were never lame, Machiavelli we made you a show, it's the Machiavelli podcast so let's go! Uh, hello Machiavellians, hello mom and dad, they promised they would listen to this podcast. Uh, my name is Derek Rosema and I'm the education coordinator of Machiavelli and today we are presenting you a special podcast, it is a new concept. Um, I previously recorded the teacher talk. Uh, check it out if you haven't already. Here we interview Erik Stieser, Professor Erik Stieser of the uh, history of political thought on topics like why I always wear sunglasses inside. But today we are doing a student talk, a friend talk. Um, not sure what the, what the name is yet. I don't know, Derek. Yeah. Uh, but I'm joined here with Frenchman, uh, second year political science student, um, expert life enjoyer. And most importantly, uh, one of my dearest friends, Luc Kinshar. Hi. Thank you for the introduction, Derek. Hi to the mom and dad of Derek. And yeah, happy to be here. And, uh, and oh, thank you. Yeah, and uh, hi to the Machiavellians as well. And today, um, Luc Guinchard. Guinchard. My French pronunciation is not. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. And I will talk about a very interesting and relevant topic. Uh, it is good to mention beforehand that we have no academic expertise on this topic. Uh, I guess we only have expertise from experience, uh, because the topic that we will discuss is happiness. Happiness. Yeah, I think I think happiness is, especially in this time, a very current topic, don't you think, Derek? Oh, definitely. I think it's on a lot of people's minds. Yeah, trying to find happiness still in these COVID times. So I think the the goal of this podcast is give you listeners some idea how to rebalance your life now with COVID and still, you know, kind of keep happy, still be happy through our our own experiences. Yeah. So we will talk about uh, what is happiness, uh, how to create happiness, uh, what makes us happy, and what is happiness in our current times. Uh, more topics like this. Um, but what, without further ado, um, Luke, I want to start off on a positive note, uh, especially with all the negativity this year. Luke, can you name something that made you happy today? That made me happy today. Mm. Um, so I was at the hairdresser today and I really liked the conversation I had with the hairdresser and just getting to know the hairdresser. Um, the couch that you get your hair wet and like the little head massage was like super soft. had like a great conversation. So yeah, I think I think in getting into the, the, the conversation later, it's the little things that really, you know, make your day shine and really, you know, put an emphasis on, on what makes what uh, makes life good, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I think especially now during, during COVID and with the limited uh, access to people, meeting strangers, even though it's, these are not your type of people, yeah. is already yeah. something very yeah. important. Um, so let's start off by asking you, what makes you happy in general? So not only today, but in general, is it yeah. so money, prestige, friends? Um, I mean, I would not say money per se, because I think money, um, I mean, money 
eventually is going to be translated into something you like, right? So I think it's it's a leeway for you to get something. Mm-hmm. So I would say yes, money is important to me because to a degree you need money to accomplish those things. But I think that does not need to be um, that high for me to accomplish those things. So I don't think it's that important in the sense that I need to be super rich. Um, yeah, and, and, and otherwise just, you know, being with people, uh, being with friends, enjoying each other's company, and yeah, learning new stuff. That's the, that's the basic gist of, of yeah. what on the long term makes me happy. Yeah. About, about money, right? What you said, money, I think you should see money not as a goal, but as an instrument for happiness, right? Yeah, it can yeah. be a tool to yeah. maintain happiness. It makes it easier, but it shouldn't be your goal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and about meeting with friends, um, I thought about this yesterday when I was preparing this. Something that I really hated when I was a child was going out uh, to dinner with my parents and friends of my parents. Um, but now that I, I'm older, I absolutely love yeah. Going out yeah. somewhere, having dinner, yeah. not even going out, just yeah. having dinner with your friends, have a French cheese yeah. with it, a yeah, little wine, yeah. and just bullshit with each other yeah. about whatever. Yeah. It makes you so, I don't know, gezellig. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to have uh, you know, a deep, deep connection with somebody through, through good conversation. So I think it's very important to have people around you that know you, that truly understand you, and... Even if it's for five minutes or ten minutes a day, if you have a conversation with them, if you have such a deep conversation then, or have such a deep uh, encounter with somebody, I think it it really makes you respect yourself, um, put different perspective on things, and you know re- refresh a bit. You know, yeah. in, a, in a world that's going super fast. Yeah. What you say about about putting things in perspective, I think that's a very important thing, especially now during uh, COVID times. Since you're so alone most of the times, yeah. you're also alone with your own thoughts. Definitely. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. makes you s- get stuck in this thought pattern, maybe that some that everything is negative and, yeah. and the situation yeah. is shit. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. it's nice to have some other perspective on it, yeah. um, which can really... Yeah, and, and I mean, conversation is also a perfect leeway for you to you know, get a new perspective on your own, right? Uh, on your own situation. Because if you can talk to somebody about your own situation, there, they might just break with what you have already thought about so long and give you a simple solution. Yeah, you already talked about like the little things that make you happy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's also a very important thing that you maybe not should focus on, on the big things. Um, for example, I don't know, getting an honors degree, getting the high class. These are such huge yeah. things. And if you only focus your happiness on those kind of things, it might be difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a little things. And one thing that I was... Um, thinking about what makes me happy is that whenever I get too cooped up in my in my place because of the lockdown, I just go around walk uh, through Amsterdam and it's nice weather and this might sound a bit pretentious, mm-hmm. um, but it makes me think of a quote from Buddha who says... So fucking pretentious. <laughs> yeah, I just know. Just go on with your little pretentious quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he says, um, at one point, I'm going to paraphrase it, um, at one point... I, I lay, lay on my back, I look at the sky, I realize how pe- perfect everything is. Mm-hmm. When I walk around Amsterdam and I just walk around the, the, the beautiful um, Barrios, mm-hmm. uh, si, si. Wijk, I'm not sure what it in English is, but 
I just walk around. I see the sunshine through the through the trees. Yeah. Um, I see people walking around. The air is nice, and I just damn, this is beautiful. I'm happy yeah. to be here. I mean, and you for, you forget how beautiful Amsterdam is, and and how lucky you are. And I think a, a part of happiness, and this is has been well documented. I think is is learning how to be grateful for the situation you are in right now. If you get stuck. Um, on the future and the big things to to achieve that you're never gonna be in the moment which is i think the most important thing in happiness is also you know being being grateful for for you right now yeah being um, awareness I mean, some people don't have the the, the luck to even uh, wake up in a place you're waking up or or have the relative stability you have in in, in a day you know mm-hmm. you you easily lose sight of how great our lives are here in Europe and, mm-hmm. and uh, just enjoying the architecture and yeah, yeah, the simple things. Yeah, it's self-awareness. Um, I do have to say by my um, anecdote that I just uh, had about walking around, uh, the happiness is a bit broken when I look up through the sky um, at, at the beautiful buildings and then I step into a poop. <laughs> you said into a poop? On the sidewalk. You have, you have a lot of poop in uh, Amsterdam Zuid? Yeah, it's still, it's still Amsterdam. Um, so that kind of, or like a junkie that is acting scary. But then again, just try to realize oh, how right, grateful right, we are. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you should be grateful for the poop and the, and the junkie. Right? Yeah, that we have the freedom. We have the freedom to be to be high on the streets, right? Yes. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Yeah. And the, the dogs have the freedom to, to shit their ass out. Yeah. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. yeah. By the way, um, we're now sipping some beers. I think that's also something that's... Uh, Make me very happy. Right, I might open one uh, right now. Yeah, so ASMR. Um, I'm not sure how this will uh, work out. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay, see that's yeah. see th- that little moment, pure happiness. Pure happiness. Okay, um, so the second point I want to discuss, uh, maybe more serious note right now. Um, it's something that has kept me awake at night many times. Right. It is the question of what is happiness and how you can achieve it. So Does that I, keep you awake at night? Definitely, definitely, yeah. Does it? Yeah. Maybe so, yesterday night, but also like... No, a, like a, in the past as well, in the past yeah, as well, when I was younger. Philosopher you, that's good. <laughs> uh, so I want to introduce this point by saying that when I was even younger, I used to think that happiness... Um, was this sort of state of being you can enter where you have no concerns, no worries, and no troubles. In short, um, where you can live without having to worry about things such as food security, security, financial shortages, etc., etc. And the way that I thought that you can enter uh, or achieve this stage of happiness is by working hard and by amassing enough money. I felt like it was a sort of race where the finish line was a certain amount of prestige or or money and that when you cross the finish line you get a prize which is a sort of heavenly state of a peace of mind and of happiness can you recognize this idea i mean yes of course um have we we all have a uh, from from uh, being young we all have a path that is set out uh, when it comes to fulfilling your duty in society which might not coincide with what actually in, in subjective experience makes you happy so yeah i, I mean in, in one way you're also forced down to the path of of uh you know the achievement path and the all the points in your life where 
where you should be the happiest, right? Oh, I got my high school dipl diploma, mm -hmm. or oh, I got this, 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 uh, this extra points on on this exam, or oh, I got into an honors program. And I think the the moment you don't feel the happiness you thought you would get because that was expected mm -hmm. of you, or because that was uh, the the line to take, then you might be extremely disappointed with with the outcome. Yeah. Um, so uh, yes. To some degree, the happiness moments have been created for us, right? And I think it's also taking those happiness moments um, and really look at them and really think, is that what truly makes me happy? Or is it a gateway for my happiness? Mm -hmm. I think that is a problem with our society as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. In Dutch, we call it... Oh no, I'm not sure why you call it in Dutch. It's such a maybe this stratified society. Um, Sorry. Stratified. Stratified, right? In the sense, I'm not sure if I'm using this word correctly. In the sense that you, from the moment you go to high school, even at, at, at primary school, right, you have to go down paths. Yeah. yeah. You have to get checkpoints, which are your dip diplomas, as you said. When I was like 14 year old, we already had to choose what we wanted to become later by choosing a profile, by yeah. choosing nature or society, yeah. economics. It's tough, man, it's tough, yeah. We don't even have time or the freedom yeah. to, to think about what we want to do and no. what makes us happy. Yeah. What makes us happy is this goal that is um, formulated by our schools, right. by our system, that we have to reach this goal of, okay, you will excel um, and get this kind of job that will yeah. give you this much prestige or, yeah. or money. And that's what's always was bothering. That's also what, what bothers me really much. And lately, it has been very confronting to me because I've always been a very achievement-driven uh, guy. Definitely, yeah. As you know. I can, I can vouch for that. Yeah. yeah. And lately, I've always thought, okay, I want to become a diplomat. I want to... I, I'm not sure if it's prestige. Maybe it's because then I'm in a position to, to change things, make the, the world better. I, I don't know what it is. But lately, I've been confronted with this idea about maybe doing some manual labor job yeah. la later yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because why wouldn't that make you yeah. as happy as, as right, I don't know, right. becoming a diplomat or becoming, I don't know, right. a very difficult profession? And I, I think it's a very scary idea to me even that, for example, becoming a farmer... It can be you can become very happy by just becoming a farmer, right. but the idea that I have to become successful is so ingrained in my mind by our society right. that it is yeah. scary for me to accept right. that or for right. even consider such kind of profession. I mean, in, in your in how you've been raised, I think it's it's the most difficult part to now separates that education and those those happiness goals that were ingrained in your education um, so whatever your parents or your uh, surroundings think is going to make you happy or think is the right path for you um, you can't separate that now that is also ingrained in what you think is going to make you happy i mean um, you know to be honest it, it, it might be super cool but to be farmer i would not enjoy my my french family is our farmers you know i straight away i would not like to do because there's no complexity uh, to it 
but I mean yeah, that might be an ingrained thought, which now I can separate myself from. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like this idea that a job has to be complex for us people who are have a higher education to become happy. Like, I don't know. I, I I can get pleasure from I don't know drawing a painting or something yeah. if that could become your job. Yeah. The simplicity actually might be nice, but we're so steered away from that idea. To conclude this point, I think it also ties in with what we said about being just aware in the moment what makes you happy right now. Having this goal-oriented view, for example, I want to become a diplomat, right. and the demands or the, the checks that you need to have to yeah. become a diplomat are insane. Yeah. 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 For example, for the um, external affairs, foreign affairs class that you have to, uh, right. for they're like, what was it again? 1,300 applicants mm -hmm. and only three, 13 people yeah, pass. Yeah. And if you don't get it, if you don't become it, if you don't get the test, if you don't pass it, what happens to your happiness? Yeah. This is the goal that you've been working to. Yeah. Will you yeah. then forever be depressed right. or shouldn't you just maybe not put as much focus on the goal? Right. Right. So yeah, I think to conclude this, I think we have to say that being aware of, of right now and maybe having this internal dialogue with you with what makes you happy and is this goal this path that i've selected my route to happiness so yeah a vision that i agree the most uh, with which i also learned during my high school period um is the one of the stoa or stoicism right uh which basically says once again we're no academic experts on this we are not no um which basically says adversity is a part of life and we should not ignore it but accept it stoicism uh, as if i understand it correctly the thought of staying calm using your ratio or your reason to conquer the things that bring sadness frustration um, stuff like that mm -hmm. to me it sounds a bit like um, the buddhist idea of going with the flow so and 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 uh metaphor so do not swim and struggle against the flow of the river but accept the way the river flows um, it's pointless to struggle so try to enjoy the ride even if the river is not necessarily flowing the way you want it to right now right um, and this is something that really speaks to me um, your happiness is not a prize that you get after you cross a finish line your happiness is having like peace of mind by using your reason to put certain struggles and misfortunes into perspective and then accepting the situation and being content with what you have yeah. um, so it's not something that you obtain it's a perspective a way of life maybe even mm -hmm. and i think that especially now during covid times this way of thinking is very useful mm -hmm. compared to the idea that life should be about obtaining pleasure or about reaching this goal when there is like now no end inside, right? Right. This also ties into a thing that I always say to my friends, for example, when a family member is really sick or something like that. Right. The thing that I always say is that's shit, obviously. My only advice is try not to hope and try not to fear anything. Because this thinking about it and hoping that it will be better and fearing that it might be worse will make the situation so much worse as well. Right. It's, it's difficult. Right. Yes. I mean, and I think this also touches on maybe uh, something else is 
to be honest, it, it, there is also some romanticism or or good thing about feeling pain, right? We don't want to be fully in ecstasy all the time, right? You still want to acknowledge the pain and and learn from the pain. And I think the the, the pain being the the birther, so to say, of, of of your happiness. Why are you feeling so crappy after a job interview, right? Because you don't think you put up uh, up to your standard. And maybe your quest for the next time is going to be putting up to your standard. Or So I think it um, th- there's, there's also a, a good thing about acknowledging the pain you've had um, that you might not be able to do anything about right now but you can use in formulating um you know happiness in the future or um in formulating a a solution to what caused you pain in the first place mm-hmm. in the future it's be yin yang um no goodness without badness right sure yeah yeah without yeah. pain there can be no happiness yeah. this does tag into another point i wanted to discuss and that mm-hmm. was the point of for example um happiness induced by by drugs or maybe that we in the future can have neurological implants this is very good yeah that Great can topic. make you happy forever um okay sorry we had a small uh, pee break um because it happens when you drink beer drink beer um happiness induced by drugs or i don't know neurological implants right i guess we already talked about about um, that you need pain as well for happiness, right? Right. It's not all pleasure. Mm. Is it desirable to be constantly in a state of happiness? Um, I would say no. Um, I mean, it's it's difficult question to answer, right? It, it might be good. You could be in a, con- a constant state of happiness as long as what you are doing is still has meaning, right? So me achieving something in a lifetime is because I've had some pain and that drives me to achieve something. Yeah. So if you can still achieve what you want to achieve, um, but being happy most of the time, then that would be good, right? So another thing, I don't know if this is a good topic to discuss, especially since I said my parents will be listening, maybe. Right. It's about love. Well, maybe not even love. And it's also about corona times is about affection the lack of affection that we experience right right so right i'm an introvert are but you i do like a good i am i am you are yeah okay but yeah. i do yeah, i know that, I know that. <laughs> just for the listeners he's yeah. an introvert so don't don't approach him no, uh, after uh, after covid stops when there's yeah. parties don't approach him no. he does not like it yeah well f- first don't of all, try to flirt with him he's not gonna like it first of all i do think that that being an introvert is maybe easier during COVID times uh, because I can just uh, sit in my room and <laughs> not talk to people. Right. Um, but the point that I was trying to make is that affection, like, for example, our friend group, we are huggers. I know when I, with my brother, when I try to give him a hug, he's like, yo, give me a box instead because he's just not a hugger and he doesn't right. do or he's fun. very uh, he's very responsible with the uh, with covid right now no i'm not talking before COVID no, times, I know, I know, thank I know. you for keeping me sharp <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah so right i miss giving hugs to people mm. i really do yeah <laughs> do you have any suggestions luke because you also like affection right 
I definitely do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say opposed to you, I would be more of an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely, yeah. Um, so, but this, so you're you're asking me what the what the solution is if you want affection but you can't get it because of the COVID measures? Yeah, because okay, so because of COVID, um, you cannot. Well, you can go on Tinder and and, and right. date people, right? Right. But that's not very Corona proof. No. no. So okay, my recommendation is yeah. Find one person, as uh, not not go around hugging. You're it's endorsing called, monogamy on this podcast here. If you want to really hug somebody <laughs> and you miss hugging, yeah, right. I would suggest getting one, so to say, principal hugger, like the the, <laughs> no, no. the main hugger person. Let's call it a cuddle buddy. A cuddle buddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would, I would. Uh, do you have a cuddle buddy, buddy, uh, Derek? <clears throat> Maybe. I mean, um, Derek. Derek's roommate is also a good friend of mine, so I'm. I'm also wondering if, um, if there's a lack of attention from my roommate's part. No, no, my roommate and I <laughs> are boxers, no. like your your brother. They just give each other. No, 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 no. My roommate and I were uh, <laughs> turning this too weird. No, in the windows right now. We we hug, of course. Yeah. We hug. I think his roommate is his cuddle buddy. No, no, no. I wish. You wish? No, no, jokes, okay. jokes, jokes, jokes. Yeah, so that's my advice. Uh, get yourself a cuddle buddy. Right. I'm going to throw back the same questions you, you've asked me. Um, so in the long term, what if you could give a guide to somebody, if you want in general or based on your personal experience, what is happiness on the long term? Okay, so for me, so I used to be very, very not a happy person. Right. But around when I was 14 or 15, no, 16, I started to become happy. Mm. And that is because I think it's because of one special reason, two special reasons. So first of all, I have to say that I don't really um, have a family uh, except for my ho- home family. So I always envied um, having this family where you can sit together at a long table with your French family and talk with your nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and laughing and mm. eating French cheese and drinking wine. Right. I try to substitute this idea of family with my friends. Mm. So for me, family really is my friends. Mm. And I think finding friends that you would consider as your family and spending time with them is for me what really lifted me out of my unhappy period and was made me made me a happy person. Um, and the other thing that made me happy, what would drag me out of my, let's call it, unhappy period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not sure if I should say this in uh, online. Became more happy when I started to smoke weed. And <laughs> I did not expect that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that is not because I. I, <laughs> I think this whole podca- podcast has been uh, has been sponsored by all the coffee shops uh, of Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. <laughs> this is what it's about. Yeah, right? my point is not that smoking weed is making is going to make you happy because it probably will not in the long term. Definitely not. No, no, no. no. The thing that lifted me out of of my unhappy period, thanks to weed, is because I saw things in a different perspective. Definitely, yeah. I realized that the thing that things that I worried most about, getting good grades. Um, making my way to the path of becoming a diplomat, for example, yeah. was all put in perspective because of weed. Because when you <laughs> smoke weed, <laughs> it is like... 
<laughs> you get this, this this feeling of okay, you know what? It doesn't matter. It, it, if right. you put it in perspective, it doesn't matter that much. Right. Why would we stress so much about it? Exactly. Yeah. It and gives you kind of a reset, right? Right. And to 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 um, stop it being about weed as being the the essential part to what was your happiness mm -hmm. after 14 is the different insight you you had the different perspective the, the perspective shift you've had when it came to thinking about things right yeah, yeah. so it's it's not per se about the weed but it's about sh having a new perspective on things and yeah you yeah. know all the all the input you have from the outside having a different way to channel those emotions and, yeah, and make yeah. it make them into a positive one and thinking yeah even though if it's bad right now it will be okay tomorrow is another day uh, and how would you how would you define happiness how would that, I that can be personal happiness? that can be personal or in a general way uh, uh, this is so difficult I once discussed this with um, um, a girl I was dating and she said that was it the happy girl the happy girl yeah the, the girl that was happy all the time no 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 it was not <laughs> the girl that was happy all the time right right and she said I don't believe that there is such a thing as happiness she said Happiness is not something you can achieve. Happiness is not uh, kind of mood. Happiness is not something like that. You just are. And you can see things that are happening right now as good or bad. R right, yeah, yeah. And you mean a perspective? or Because I, I, I do believe there is such thing as a happy mood, right? But not on the permanence. Is that what she meant? Yeah, maybe because it's you can, not a state you of happiness that you are being in. Not a it's not a permanent state. Yeah. 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 What we what we talked about earlier, it's not like, um, you know, you're thinking, okay, this is gonna make me happy, and the moment you achieve it, you're like, okay, for ten years, happy state. You know, no. Yeah. That's yeah. not that's not how it works. I get from sixteen people, different people each day messages. Yeah. And this is only in WhatsApp. Yeah. I also get mails. I also get Instagram stuff that i have to deal with and this gives me so much stress does it yeah right right, right. when yeah. i was in the third grade of high school i was really sick of this and i tried to have to, to get rid of my smartphone so i got rid of my smartphone i'm not sure if you can remember this we no, went to the so same high school by the way and i switched it around old for friends a, for an old-fashioned nokia did you so everyone at Spotify, oh no, at Snapchat, at, at Instagram, and I was there the only one with Nokia. You were kidding me. Wow. All I could do was call and send very simple messages, but yeah. sending messages like it's SMS was Mark really Rutte, Mark Rutte has that also right now, so. Yeah? Yeah, it's a and good template. To be honest, I love that. Yeah. I, I love being only with, because that limits to how many people you're speaking to only your dearest friends. Right. Valuable interaction uh, with people. Yeah. If you want, if you want to say something to me, call me. Yeah. Right. And in, in the end, I did switch back to a smartphone, uh, partly because I wanted to test out how strong a Nokia really is, and I threw it to the ground. <laughs> and contrary to common uh, oh common uh, belief, it is not that strong, so it did break. <laughs> so I had to switch back to the smartphone. I had. Right. But the other part was that I had some fear of missing out. Right which is also very topical and very current yeah. for our times right now. COVID, you're missing so much out on the party life, on the student life. Right, right, right. And I think that this, this idea of going back to Nokia, where you just actually go back in time, 
where you had less contacts with people, less less people in your life. I think that made me happier. And I think that ties also with my idea of becoming a farmer, for example. You're making the change. I'm not necessarily <laughs> making a change, but the idea of going back to the simplicity and right. to be yeah. just yeah. with, with yeah, a group yeah, of friends yeah. and, and not having yeah. to creep out all Yeah, I get you, yeah. And not, not per se having the simplicity not personally having the simplicity in becoming a farmer, but also having the simplicity in your social group. You don't need that much social relationships as long as you have a valuable core group of friends that support you, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, f fuck other relationships and people you don't know that well if you can really get the satisfaction you want out of the people that are closest to you. Yeah. Bro. Can you imagine that before the smartphone, <laughs> it's mm. going to sound such like a millennial thing to say. <laughs> right, right. Imagine when we didn't have iPhones, we didn't have phones, we didn't have mail, like emails, we only had postcards. Right. I mean, I think I would be happier in that time. It's, uh, yeah, in retrospect, it's, it's adding into so much more romanticism when it comes to uh, talking back to those friends, right? You, if you if you want to reach out to your friends of, of, of four four years past that you haven't seen, you write them a letter, and you have like a certain amount of you know writing surface you mm -hmm. need to write on, and in that writing surface, okay, good luck with telling them how your last four years were and and trying to understand how that person's li yeah. life was, and and it's so much different than seeing a story updates of that person every four days right yeah. or or an instagram post and so it's about quality versus quantity yeah 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 about the number of and and uh talking about social media uh, apart from this topic i think with the in relation to happiness it, it's really I, I think also social media has really pushed us into into a more short-term happiness right um um, it's, we it's, will uh, be being able to scroll down on Amsterdam, uh, on Amsterdam, on, on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, yeah. be, being able to scroll and just be entertained for six seconds and you're disinterested by the video. Um, the algorithm is really pushing your idea of entertainment and, and fulfilling into a six second video and then, you know, you're yeah. done with it. And so it's, it's about those nowadays. It's about those small happy moments yeah those little those yeah small yeah, those little endorphins uh endorphin yeah. moments and and so, that's not where you should get, yeah. get happiness from. this generation and i truly think this is we do not let ourselves get bored get, because, get bored because um you have your phone every time if you get bored you have your phone and then you can get those little uh, endorphins, dopamine hits with those se seven second uh, videos, which completely disturbs the relationship you should have with boredom. Uh, namely, that boredom might be a driver of you doing something useful, right? Of doing something actually useful. Or something that actually makes you happy. Right, that actually makes you happy instead of the, the, the seven second hits and then you're off your phone and you're like, okay, okay, cool, but what was that, right? Yeah. Um, so I think also in, in, in boredom and something that older generations have experienced is that it was truly an inspiration to, you know, get the fuck out of your house, do something, right? 
do something, uh, the, the boredom is inspiring you to truly engage with something yeah. instead of the mini engagements you've had, you, you, you have through social media. Yeah. So the other point that I wanted to discuss was about, I think it's a very valuable point that you made, was about um, the boredom is also a very good thing. Mm -hmm. So I recently reconnected with uh, a friend of mine, an artist actually, who makes some uh, dope music. Um, his uh, group is uh, Specific. Some shout out to Specific. Sick. Uh, so Sick name. He, I talked with him, how are you doing? How's it going with uh, COVID times? And he said, yeah, I, I'm not really have the drive or the the, the incentives of it or the, the, the sparks that makes creative um, things possible. So I, 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 when you talked about boredom is essential and having your phone as constantly taking yeah. away this boredom, so to say, I think that ties into uh, um, a thing and uh, a point. Your three which, points. <laughs> which I also want to give out as a, an, an advice on is that maybe we should try to limit our social media usage, maybe try to limit our smartphone usage and then get incentivized by this boredom to do the things that we want to do or that to discover what we want to do. If we put aside our phones, maybe I'll realize, oh, I actually like drawing. I, right. I can't draw, but right. I actually like drawing yeah. or I don't know, I want to read more about philosophy or then you can actually I mean, it, it improve the quality yeah. of, of your COVID times, right? Because you're actually finding out what you like to do, what makes you exactly. happy as well. Yeah. Um, I hope that everybody who listened to this maybe got some insights on it. I hope so too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was just two, <laughs> two pretentious idiots drunkenly brabbling about what they think that happiness is right, and maybe right. you won't get anything out of it but I hope you do um, I also want to ask if you have any tips any feedback mm -hmm. please give them to me mm -hmm. um, I'm, we're planning to do some more uh, podcasts if you want to do a podcast yourself if you have good ideas for podcasts uh, send me an email as well or a message um, and maybe we can make it happen uh, last of all I hope everybody stays safe during corona times I hope everybody finds a way that makes them really happy during COVID times. Um, I want to thank uh, the Frenchman, to thank the Frenchman yeah. for, uh, for coming here. Um, so yeah, thank you, Derek, for the, for the conversation. Yeah, thank you, Luke. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, we're now going to uh, stop recording and drink uh, another beer and uh, stay safe. Yeah, cheers. Bye-bye. Machiavelli, we made you a show. It's the Machiavelli Podcast, so let's go.